Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hello, listeners. Well, I'm here today with the lovely Dr. Terence Scamp, and now he's based at the Esteem Medispa on the Gold Coast at Marina Mirage, which has got the most beautiful outlook. But um, Dr. Scamp is one of my favourite surgeons. He actually did um, breast reduction surgery on me in 2011, and um, I haven't looked back since. So um, it was my favourite surgery that I had done. So it's changed my life. And today, I'm actually here to have a chat with him about the Motiva breast implants. Um, once again, they're, they're the next generation implants that are out in the market. They've only just kind of come out in the last couple of years and they're kind of um, creating big waves in the industry and a lot of doctors are choosing to use them. So today we're going to find out a bit more about them from Dr. Scamp. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Scamp. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Lovely. So tell me, so first of all, what are the areas of specialty that, that you do? Well, here on the Gold Coast, we all do lots of uh, cosmetic breast surgery because it is the Gold Coast. But apart from that, I guess I do rhinoplasty and facial rejuvenation in particular. Yeah, because I remember when I came to see you the first time, you were quite popular to do faces as well. So, all right, that's really good. So what, with the Mativa implants and people having implants, so what are the main likely complications um, people can get with breast augmentation surgery and, like, how can the control be minimised? Like, yeah, how can the risk be minimised for people? Well, the breast augmentation procedure is more than 50 years old now and really how we've progressed with it is to reduce the com complications. Uh, in the short term, the biggest risks are bleeding and in infection, but they occur in 1% uh, or less because of the techniques that we we use as surgery. When the procedure was first done in the 60s and uh, uh, 70s, there were rates of hardening capsular contracture up, up above, above 70%. These days that risk is less than 5% and probably down around the 2% 2, 2 mark due to the way uh, we've changed our techniques and the way the implant design has changed. Right, and, and I asked you before, and, and I'm going to ask you again now while we're actually recording, so what is it that made you actually decide to use the Mativa implants? Because I know that there's lots of stuff in the um, happening in the media at the moment about, you know, well, implant issues. So, and I know because you told me as well. But can you tell us why you chose to why you choose to use mainly Mativa, or do you only use Mativa now? Well, as we've gotten better in reducing the risks of of uh, the operation, we've become more concerned about the long term issues, uh, cap capsular contracture, and Mativa has a particularly low rate there, but also long-term issues like late seroma, where we get a uh, fluid accumulation around the implant, and a small percentage of those can go on to form a lymphoma ar around the implant, and we believe this is uh, related to the more coarsely te textured implants. So I moved away from those implants once that risk became uh, apparent. And uh, the Mativas, whilst they've only been in Australia for coming up to two years, they've been overseas since 2010. And with their history and with the design of their implant shell, uh, we think the risk of uh, lymphoma for them in uh, the long run will be extremely small. And is that because of the, like the nano surfacing as opposed to the you know like because I remember the Brazilian fairies were all the rage at one stage is is that 
like what you mean? Like yeah, the polyurethane coating of the Brazilian implant probably has the highest risk of uh, the lymphoma. The surface of the Motiva implant is designed to have a pattern on it that makes the tissues accepted as, as part of them and cause the least amount of in, inflammation and that's why we don't see the long-term com complications with this device that we see with the more costly te textured devices. Yeah, right. And another thing that you mentioned before was, um, and, and I'm, I'm probably going to ask you that now, um, actually I'll ask you that in a minute, but actually no, I'll ask you that now. <laughs> so tell us about the the rippling like I know you, when you held up an implant for me now you, sh you showed me how the fact that they don't kind of turn can you tell us a little bit about that so rotation of a, a teardrop implant has has been a bugbear we used to think it was quite low but if you examine things carefully with high uh, intensity ultrasound it occurs in about 24% with the Motiva ergonomics implant it achieves achieves a teardrop shape due to the way the gel flows and it achieves that regardless of which way the the implant lies so ro rotation isn't an issue with this device so does it st do you still can you still get the um you know the different shapes in it as well like some people like the high profile can you still do you still have those options as well yeah so the two styles of motiva implant are related to the gel that's within the implant. The pro progressive gel Ultima tends to flow like a breast. You lie down, your breast looks round, you stand, your breast looks, looks a teardrop shape. And that's what the ergonomics implant does. So people who want a very natural look tend to lean towards that implant. As a plus, it also feels softer, which is nice. The um, Motiva round implant has, has a denser gel which tends to maintain more of a round shape. So someone who wants a round look, that wants to look like they've, they've had, had a breast operation can use that device. It feels a little bit more firm but they still feel quite soft compared to most implants and both of the, the implants are 100% filled so you, you don't tend to get the folds that you get in low fill implants. And the rippling, that sort of thing. Exactly, yes. Right. And so why do you reckon women should do their homework on the type of clinic or the surgeon that they use when they, you know, that they're going to use if they choose to have surgery? Oh, because it's all too, too common for me to see someone who's had surgery elsewhere that thought they were being treated by a plastic surgeon and then they discover that, that they, they just basically didn't have, have a surgical qualification at all. So it's important to know the uh, qualifications of, of the person that uh, treats you to make sure that you're in the best hands. Yeah, and I think also one of the things that stands out for me is the fact that um, the aftercare that that surgeon's going to provide as well, hey? Well, I think aftercare is... A, a very important thing. I mean, I'm at the stage of my career now where I, where I see uh, the uh, the uh, daughters of the patients that I op operated on coming along with mum to have their their breasts enlarged, and for them to know that somebody's there long term to take take care of them is quite important. But it's also just not a question of you have your 
operation and get back on the plane and uh, and uh, fly home and then you're kind of left to fend, fend for yourself we take take care of our our patients that's true that scares the hell out of me i see that happening all the time so uh, another thing that's come up lately is well, with the mativa as well like it's really important to i believe it's really important for women to know or research which brand of implant that they're going to that their surgeon's going to use so why do you think that women should know or research the type of implant that, that they're going to have done or, or, or actually choose what they want to have used as an implant? I think it helps them to un- understand what the risks are with the procedure and which implant tends to give, give you which effect. Uh, Mativa in particular, the devices are renowned for their low com- complication rate and I think that's a real plus and that's what I, I like to uh, deliver to my, my my patients the least risk of uh, complications yeah and and is it true like there hasn't been any change in the breast implant manufacturing for about 30 or 20 years or something is that right yeah that's that's largely true the teardrop implants uh, really were designed in the late 80s and their release in the USA was delayed by about uh, 20 years. But in Australia, we've been using them since the mid to late late 90s. But the design of the implants hadn't changed to a great extent until Motiva came out in uh, 2010, and they arrived on our shores in 2016. So they they really are the next next generation of device. Yeah, it's kind of the right thing at the right time because, like, it's just crazy that, like, hadn't been a new implant for 30 years. It's just, like, surreal, really. Yeah, they haven't changed much at all. No. So tell me why – so I know we've covered this, but, like, why do you choose to recommend the Mativa implants to your breast augment patients and, and for which type of patient are they best suited or you're pretty much using them all the time now. Is that right? I use them fairly much ex- – exclusively for people who want a natural result the ergonomics works well and for those who want a more round operated look the round works well Uh, as a small upside I can get them in through a smaller incision which is nice it becomes quite hard to see Uh, but mostly what I'm after is is safety which means a reduced risk of short-term and long-term complications and to know that the device doesn't pose any great risk down the track and can you tell me um how soon can patients start exercising with the mativa implants because i know it's described as being for the you know quote active woman so is it sooner or Uh, because of the reduced uh, friction of the device and the reduced risk of uh, fluid formation we're quite happy for people to move from from day one uh, I tell them they can start to exercise as soon as they like, except I don't get them to put too much strain on their pecs for about two to four weeks, and that's not to uh, to do with the implant. That's due to the dissection of uh, the mu- muscle. And in some some patients, I will go in front of the muscle, lifting the sheath off, particularly if they're at athletes and strong in that part of their body where I know that behind the muscle they'll get a great deal of distortion with the reduced rippling rate with with the motivas they can do well in front as well. And so would you decide that after you've cut the patient or is that something you decide when the patient comes to see you like how do you know like until you? You just examine them and 
and ask their, their history. If somebody is a professional athlete and they, they're using their pecs a lot, they're usually quite distinct. So if they feel too strong there, then uh, going in front, lifting the, the uh, fascia off, off the front of the pec it can work quite well for them. Okay, so in other words, if it was me, you wouldn't be doing it that way, okay. <laughs> so tell me, um, we've, we've already talked about how the Mativa ergonomic implant achieves that natural shape and feel, so that's kind of just the way that the, the gel is, hey. So what's the Q inside technology? So why, why is this beneficial for patients? Well, the lady that was in this room before you had her implants in in Thailand 16 uh, years ago they're rock hard. She has no idea what size they are. She thinks she remembers there are three three fifty, but I've seen that be wrong more times than right. Uh, with the QED, with the small chip inside the Motiva, I can actually scan through the skin, and it reads exactly what the implant is, and it just takes away that that uh, question mark. If you're going to go back and change an implant that's been put in elsewhere as to what the what the device is because this this happens four or five times a day that I see someone who wants a revision that doesn't have the uh, documentation or what went in there to start with. I think that's probably I'd say 99 of 100 women because you uh, had them done years ago I think people are being a bit more diligent nowadays they want to know what they've had put in and what brand and all that whereas yeah that's totally the truth because I speak to women all the time. Well we give each each patient an implant card with the details of the implants on it but if they move house two or three times and uh, they lose that then they're back back to square one you know and sometimes patients don't even remember the doctor because the doctor may not have kept in contact with them or just did them and never saw them again so they just don't even remember the doctor sometimes as well hey yeah that's true so tell me what is one of the features that you like the best about the mativa implant range and and why I think the ergonomics, apart from the nice uh, natural look it gets, it also feels extremely soft. These implants are remarkably soft. Uh, when you, you get used to using the more he heavily textured devices and you come back to these, you sort of go, wow, how, how much like a breast this feels. It's, it's quite striking. Yeah, because you'd be touching them all day. Like you've got all the different ones out there, so you'd be, you know, you'd, you know, you'd really know what you're saying. Yeah, no, they do feel quite, quite lifelike. Mm -hmm. And tell me one last question. So, what are your patients that have had the Mativa implants um, put in? So, what are they saying about their results with them? Like, can you see? Is there a bit of a difference in the patients that you're doing now as opposed to ones you're doing two years ago without them? Maybe. I would see the change, but I don't think they do. I think they're just pleased that their recovery is quite fast, that they get a very soft and uh, natural result, and uh, they can just get on with uh, the rest, rest of their life with all due speed. Yep. So recovery is faster, is it? It is, because especially if you go in, in front of the mu muscle, they have a minimal amount of pain and they're back in a action in uh, no time at all. But just with the, the smaller scar and the more uh, limited uh, dissection, they, they bounce back fast. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's been so... Thing I, I might just ask you one last question. I know we've actually kind of covered it, but... The Mativa Silk Nanosurface helps reduce complications with breast implant with the surgery as well. Is that right? 
Uh, well, for a start, because of this, the the design of the uh, the surface, it goes in through through a smaller scar, so that's nice, and it's easier to insert, especially with uh, the sleeves. Uh, but generally, there's reduced uh, friction and inflammation of the uh, the uh, tissues due to the design of the implant wall, so that all helps to uh, get get people to uh, recover a bit faster. Yeah, and it's funny because when I had my breast reduction, I was like that close to, um, you know, the implant, and I always liked the teardrop look. I never liked that round look, but these are really great because they're actually round, but they actually, when you hold them up, they do have that teardrop as well, so you're kind of going to get that effect anyway. Hey, Yeah, you get the best of both, both worlds, but you take away the risks due to the he- heavily textured walls of the teardrop implants, the firmer gel of the teardrop implants, and uh, the larger in incision you need to get them in, plus the long-term uh, com- complications. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks for for being here. Thank you. Lovely. So, listeners, if you after if you want to come and see Dr. Terence Camp, he consults here from um, the Marina Mirage Esteem Medispa up at Main Main Beach in on the Gold Coast. So, thank you so much. Thank you. The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.